Good morning, church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please stand with me if you're able, and we'll come together and worship God through song. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder? Who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place. you've done for me who brings our chaos back into order who makes the orphan a son and daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You that you've done for me worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave worthy is the lamb who was slain Worthy is the king who conquered the grave. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my
be seated. Good morning, church. Oh, can we try that again? Good morning, church. Oh, that was a lot better. Thank you. Um, Welcome to church. Welcome those of you who are online. We're glad you're joining us online. Um, Last Sunday was an amazing Sunday. We had five baptisms. That was wonderful. And if you'll notice, there's water in the baptistry again today. We're going to baptize again today. God is so good. So good. So wonderful to add those Christians to our church family. A couple things for you for announcements. You're invited Wednesday evening at 6.30 to prayer and share here at the church. Also, Thursday from 9 to 11, uh, we will be working the food pantry. Anyone is welcome to come help with that. They would love the extra help for that food pantry. Next Sunday, we will have the opportunity to observe the Lord's Supper. We learned from Membership Day that the Lord's Supper is a symbolic act of obedience whereby members of the church, through partaking of the bread and the fruit of the vine, memorialize the death of the Redeemer and anticipate his second coming. That's coming from the Baptist faith and message. So we hope that you all can uh, join us next week for um, that time of remembrance. And for those of you online, I am told to make sure you have cracker or bread or grape juice ready. So just because you're not here in the church, you can still observe that Lord's Supper with us. Uh, A couple things coming up. The Illinois Disaster Relief is going to celebrate 40 years. Okay, that's 40 years of service throughout um, our nation. So April 14th and 15th, there's going to be a training right here in Emanuel. If you want to get involved in disaster relief, there there is something for everyone. Okay, doesn't matter how old, how young. There is something for everyone to do. If you want to get involved in disaster relief, that training is going to be the 14th and 15th. You can register online or see Glenn and Sharon Carty. Sharon's back in the back. um, That they can get you signed up and you can be trained for anything. Also, we are so fortunate. um, On the 15th, we are going to host a free banquet to celebrate 40 years of disaster relief and to honor Thurman Stewart, who was one of the key people um, in disaster relief. My family has been very fortunate to know Thurman and his wife and be involved with them and their passion for um, serving others, leading others to Christ through disaster relief. That is a free banquet. If you'd like to attend, sign up online. Um, If you can't get signed up online, see Glenn and Sharon. They'll make sure you get signed up. We would love to have everyone there. Um, As disaster relief started right here in Macoupin County. So um, to continue that honor for that. With that being said, I think that's all I have. So I'm going to ask Randy Dar to come and um, share prayer with us today. All right. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, being the king of our lives. We thank you for the gift of salvation. Uh, we thank you for this time of year that we remember the, of the sacrifice you made that uh, we could not do on our own. We ask that you be with us. Help us to learn. Help us in worship this morning that your uh, 
that everything done here is uh, worshipful to you, that uh, um, your words will resonate in our hearts and help us to understand how, how wonderful you are. And uh, just guide us and direct us, Father. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I trimmed down a little bit. <laughs> okay. It's not quite as bad. Okay, we'll work this in. You know, a couple more baptisms and this thing will be broken, right? So, so let's work on that. Okay, let's work on that. Excited last week to have baptized five. And uh, Josh is going to come in here in a minute. Josh Cassina is going to come in here. And we're going to baptize him. Uh, he was baptized when he was younger. Come on in so they can see you. You need to meet neat this young man, get to know him. He's new to us. But he's coming to be part of this, and yeah. It's so warm. <laughs> it's so warm. Yeah, the water's warm today. <laughs> so that's, that's what we want to tell the rest of them. He asked me how many people I'd baptized, and I, he goes, a thousand? I go, I don't know that many. He goes, five? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm still working on it. I'll try not to drop you, okay? But, but he's coming. To, this is rededication. So um, here's, here's what we want to Christian baptism is immersion of a believer, all the way under the water, right? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is an act of obedience symbolizing the believer's faith in crucified, buried, and risen Savior. Believers death to sin, the burial of the old life, and the resurrection to walk in newness of life in Christ Jesus. It is a testimony in his faith, to his faith in the final resurrection of the dead. That's beautiful, isn't it? And that's why, you know... When we put them under the water, it's, the, it's the, uh, the burial of the old life. And when we bring them out, and, and that, that excites me, okay? We want, I want to pop you out, okay? <laughs> because I want to get that resurrection idea. Because I don't think when the trumpet sounds, it will, like, slowly rise. You know, I think we're, poof, you know, and up we go, holes in the ceiling, whatever it takes, we're going to get to Jesus. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited to do this. I look forward to doing this again and again and again, okay? Uh, this is what we're about as a church, is sharing the gospel so that people might come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we're going to baptize you. Um, and this is out of Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the, whole, and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All right, you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. All right, you guys sing. I'll be out in a little bit. Let's come back here next week. It almost sounded like he was going to dismiss everybody. <laughs> no. Please stand with me if you're able. We'll come together, continue to worship through song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open 
want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see Chains are gone, and I've been separated. 
Right, we're in Luke again. We're covering, actually, we're covering this, this 
area from Luke 9 to 19. We're in the 11th chapter today. Um, as we've do, done, Luke records this. And Luke records this, and, and he talks about it on the way to the ascension. In other words, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He often talks about being crucified, uh, being, put, being uh, arrested and being crucified. He also talks about being resurrected. They don't quite get it. But as Luke writes this in hindsight and goes back and looks over it, he realizes the goal is not to get to the cross. The goal is not to get to the grave. The goal is to get back to the Father. And I tell you what, that's our goal, isn't it? I mean, that's our goal when we think about it. It's our goal to get to heaven. Now, we baptize today, so I think this is appropriate, right? We baptize today. When Luke records Jesus in, early in his ministry, at his baptism, remember the story about Luke being baptized? So at his baptism, as Jesus is getting baptized, what's he doing? He's praying, right? The voice of God comes. He's praying at his own baptism. That's how his ministry starts. That's how his ministry starts. And honestly, I want you to think about this. How did your relationship with Jesus start? It started through prayer. You had to talk to God. You had to confess your sins and, 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 and ask Jesus to be your Savior. So your relationship with, with Jesus, your relationship that led to your baptism, started with prayer. I'm going to ask you this question. This is an easy one. Right? If Jesus prayed, what should we do? We ought to pray too. So let's read it here in Luke, the 11th chapter. We're going to start in verse 1. It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. Hold on to that thought for a minute because You'll remember this is out of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew records it in that context. Luke records it in a different context. And it, I'm going to be honest with you, Jesus is teaching people how to pray probably more than once, all right? So understand, there's a little bit of difference. If you're used to repeating it, it's not this one. Okay, and he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he answers and says, don't bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Now suppose one of their fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he asks for an egg, will he, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? 
If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We're going to skip on to Acts, or excuse me, to Luke chapter 18. I'm going to read just the first verse. We're going to read it together. I'm going to encourage you this afternoon, while you're sitting outside enjoying the sunshine, that you read the rest of it, okay? You can read two parables here, but let's start with this. Now he was telling them a parable to show at times that they ought to pray and not to lose heart. And so this is about, this, th th there's two parables there. The first one is about the woman who goes to the judge and, and just, she's persistent. It's a, it's a recurring theme from what we just read. It's the idea of being persistent. Then the last parable, the, the last of the two parables there, it's about a Pharisee and a tax collector going to, to, to the temple to pray. And of course, the tax collector, the tax collector's humble, and the Pharisee, the religious guy, well, he's awful proud. And so in that, it's a parable about prayer, and it's about being humble as we come to the Lord in prayer. So let's talk about this. When you pray, because Jesus is telling them, when you pray, this is, this is the model prayer that he sets up. Let's talk about the content of what he's talking about. Talking about the, the content, and later on, we'll get to the attitude which the parables dealt with. But here, in the prayer that he gave to us, there's five key words that we're going to talk about that are content. Okay, Here are the five key words. Hallowed, depending on your version there, I think it's probably hallowed in yours. Kingdom. Bread, forgive, and lead. Okay? Those are the five words. If you're highlighting your Bible, highlight those five words because those five words then are become, they're going to become the, 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 the starting point or launching point to talk about what that means and what does that look like in our prayer life. Because I wanted, how many of you are the ultimate prayer? You're like a five-star prayer person? Yeah. How many of you could learn to pray better? Me, I'm raising both hands, okay? So I want to, I wanna, when I look at this, I'm talking about, well, yeah, we, the, old, the old preacher, he just talked about prayer today. I want you to get it right. I want you to get better at it. I want to get better at it. So let's talk about hallowed. Hallowed. How do we approach God? Think about that for a moment. Think about how we approach God. You got kids? You guys got kids, right? When they come up to you, they just usually ask for what they want. A drink, cereal, go outside, whatever it is that they want. They just usually, boom, we start out and we're going to ask what we want. And I'm going to say that oftentimes that's how we are. We start out, and we're coming to God. We, we need to talk to God, and we're busy, and we're talking to God because we need something and we're just going to talk to him about being well. We're going to talk about a job. We're going to talk to him about whatever it might be. But here's how Jesus starts the prayer out. Hallowed be your name. Do we stand in awe? I mean, you realize who you're talking to? I mean, think about that for a moment. Think about in, 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 our, in our, our stand. Do we think about our, our position? Do we, do we think about the greatness of God as we're standing there? He's the creator of all the universe. He's the creator of things that we can't see here, and he's creator of things beyond the reach of our telescopes. 
He has always been. He created us and He loves us. Do we stand? Take a moment and, and just consider who we're standing for before. Hallowed be thy name. I mean, I, I, I like to envision when I'm doing it right that I'm standing before the throne of God. And it's not like the throne of King Arthur. When I read about in Revelation, the glassy sea, just, you know, that's the kind of place we ought to start with prayer. Hallowed be thy name. Then it talks about his kingdom. Let's talk about that. His kingdom, his will needs to take priority. But let me ask you this question. When we come, we usually, we don't acknowledge who God is. I do, maybe you don't, okay? Just, I, here's what I'm praying for. Then the second thing, when, when he, he, hallowed be thy name, let's recognize the greatness of God. And when I'm coming to God, when you're coming to God, what's on your mind? What you need or want, right? It's just anybody different? Here, here's, here's God, what I need. We print, I printed out prayer lists today. They're, they're on the sides here. There's something back there. We take those. Here's God. Here's my list, God, of things that I need. Here's what you need to do. You need to fix this person, get this person's a job. And by the way, thank you. Right? I mean, it's how it works, right? And so when I'm laying that down, I'm thinking what God needs to do. Here, here God, is your to-do list. Let me hang it on the refrigerator with a cute magnet so you won't forget. And check these things off as you get them done. You understand it, right? But the, isn't, that how come, isn't that how we sometimes approach God in prayer? You know, when we're approaching, we're not thinking about what He wants. We're thinking about what we want. And when Jesus says... This is the way to pray. He talks about God's kingdom, not your kingdom. I'm going to ask that question. When I'm looking at that, if I'm following the model prayer, I'm going to bring a request to him, and he tells us to do that. Seek and you shall find, knock, show open, right? He tells us to do that, but I need to consider what does God want? What does God want to do in the life of this church? What does God want to do in my life? And those are the questions that, that I want to ask. And I guess those are the questions that you want to ask. Because oftentimes we have a plan in place, and I don't know that we've checked to see whether it's God's plan. And, and I, I'm going to tell you, if you lay down, if you give me a choice, and you lay down on a sheet of paper, here's your plan, and here's God's plan, and they're not matching, I'm taking God's plan. Because I know he knows more than you do. I don't care how smart you are. God is, is on another level. Right? Back to the awe. Right? God's on another level. So I want to know, when I'm praying, maybe I ought to start out with asking God what he wants. Lead me kind of thing. We'll get to that in a minute. Bread is those key words. Bread is the next key words. Who takes care of your everyday needs? Oh, let's be honest. You do. Okay? That's how you live your life. When do, you go to, when do we go to God to pray for things that we need? It's when we, when we often don't have 
the means to get it. Right? The, the, um, the furnace just went out. And I checked, and they're around $3,000. Well, I don't have $3,000, so what am I... And, and this is hypothetical, okay? What am I going to do? I'm going to pray for God to take care of the $3,000 that I need for the furnace. And now I'm hungry, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the refrigerator and get something to eat. It still works. You see what I'm saying? We pray, we tend to pray for the big things in our lives, but the rest of the things we just kind of take care of ourselves. And in that, in doing it that way, do we acknowledge that it's the daily bread? Because that's what Jesus taught us to do. Not pray for the big things and take care of the little things on your own. It's to pray for the little things. If you learn to pray for the little things and trust God for the little things, I mean, how did it start out? When God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, what did He do? They just fed themselves. Every day He provided manna. God made sure that they understand for for the whole time that they were wandering in the wilderness. There wasn't a McDonald's, a Hardee's, an Arby's, a Dairy Queen, none of that stuff. There wasn't even a Culver's. Right? So they had to, you know, but they didn't have to go any place to eat. They just had to go outside of their, their tent and gather the stuff off the ground. God rained manna down on them. What were they learning? To trust God for their daily bread. Here we are in 2023. We got the daily bread covered. We don't need you, God. That's how we kind of live it out. I just want you, I'm being honest with myself, and I want you to be honest with yourself. When we're talking about Jesus is teaching us to pray for the daily bread, he's not, he taught them how to, how to pray for the big things, right? I mean, Hezekiah, my wife's been all over this, right? Is, is the idea, he's got an army surrounding his city. What's he going to do? He's going to pray that God would deliver, and he does. But I also want us to understand that God, Jesus taught us in this prayer, when he asks, he says, pray like this. When you pray, pray for your daily bread. Pray for your daily bread. That's the little things. If we start, if we get the little things right, we'll get the big things right. We often try just to get the big things right, and we miss the little things. And we honestly don't get the big things so right. Let's talk about the, the, the fourth word in there. It's forgive. Now I want you to understand, we're going to look at forgive as two sides. Okay, we're going to look at forgive as two sides. How did we get here? The baby's gone. Okay. How did we get here? We asked for forgiveness. Our relationship with Jesus started when we did what? When we asked for, I mean, we didn't get the Holy Spirit. We didn't get Jesus in us. We didn't get Jesus continued until we acknowledged that we were sinners. That, that Romans wrote, for all sin and falling short of the glory of God. We had to understand that. And then once we understood that we had sin in our lives... What do we have to do? 
We couldn't, you know, I messed up. I have sin in my life, and the sin is preventing me from a relationship with God. The sin in my life is preventing me from going to heaven. So when I, when I, when I figured it out, when somebody told me that I was a sinner, I just figured I was a pretty good person, but I was okay, right? I stayed out of the orange jumpsuit. It's kind of, I mean, really. You know, I, I've said that over and over again. Growing up, I thought, you know, I, I kind of, God was like a, 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 an all-year-long Santa Claus, right? He wanted me to be good. And so when I discovered, when, when somebody shared with me that my good wasn't good enough, because I, even in my goodness, even in my perceived goodness, I was still a sinner. So once I acknowledged that I was a sinner, how did this relationship start? I started by confessing my sins. Jesus, God, I'm a sinner. And I need to be forgiven. I ask for forgiveness. How does this relationship continue? Well, we did it once. We never have to do it again, right? First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's, an on, that's written to a Christian audience. That's written to you and I. When we walk through this life, we get dirty again. And when we do, Jesus is telling us, as we pray, when you pray, confess your sins. The only way that we'll, we'll steer away from that, the only way that we'll, this sanctification process works as we walk closer to Him is when we acknowledge where we walked the wrong way. And when we do that, then we get set back on the right path as He cleanses us and forgives us. And so, that's what we want. That's what we want. Jesus says, when you pray, confess your sins. When you pray, that forgiveness also has a second side of that. That we forgive everyone who's indebted to us. We just watched Jesus' revolution a couple weeks ago. Here in the theater. And, and it took us back to when I was a little kid. I wasn't yet old enough to be part of the hippie movement. right? But the hippie movement was all about peace and love and all that good stuff, right? But it wasn't enough. And this is where this verse hits in at. The idea that when we come to God, remember that great commandment, love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength? That confessing your sin, forgive us of our sins, is working on that first half of the great commandment. And the second half of the great commandment, or the second part of that is, to love your neighbor as yourself. How do you do that? It starts here. You start by forgiving. Have, have, has anybody burned you lately this week? Anybody made you mad? Yeah, okay. You're probably sitting next to them. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, right? All right. So, what's it tell us to do here? Carry that grudge. Get even with them, Right? When we pray, we need to acknowledge it. We need to forgive others. And it starts there. God, because I'm just going to tell you, how many of you are really good at, being, at forgiving other people? It's just an automatic. It's part, part of your personality. You took the little personality test, and you're, you're the most forgiving person there ever was. 
Nobody's raising their hands here or online. Okay? We need... Who forgives? God does. Does He forgive us of things that, that I wouldn't forgive somebody else of? Yes, He does. So if I'm going to learn how to forgive... I need to ask God to help me forgive those people that have wronged me, those people that have crossed my path in a destructive way. I need to forgive as I've been forgiven. And that's what that's about. And then the last part of that prayer was, lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. Here's the question, and it goes back to that kingdom thing. If you get the kingdom thing right, Asking God, what do you want done? You're probably going to get this one right. But you're asking for God's protection because guess what? The enemy has a plan to take us out. Enemy has a plan to take us out. He wants to, you know, you get baptized up here. He counts that as a loss. But he didn't give up. Because when you walk on the other side, you walk down there and get put back on the dry clothes, guess what? The attacks already begin. Because he wants to keep you from following through. So lead us not into temptation. And the idea that if we'll follow Jesus, where's he going to lead us? Well, he's certainly not going to lead us into temptation, is he? He's certainly not going to lead us down that path. We need to be followers of Christ. And that means literally follows of Christ. Wherever he leads, I'll go. We used to sing that song, wherever, I, wherever he leads, I'll go. And that needs to be me. That needs to be you. Okay, that's what we need to walk through. Let's talk about when you pray, that's the content. So remember those. Hallowed, acknowledge who he is. Acknowledge that you stand before God and he and you are not on the same level. Kingdom, it's about what his will is, not your will. Bread is about God's providing the shirt on your back. Forgive, two sides, confessing our sins and asking God to help us forgive others. And the last one was lead, and that means we're following. Now let's talk about the attitude that we need to have as we pray. It needs to be an attitude of persistence. If you prayed once, you've not prayed enough. Right? We need to pray again and again and again and again. And that's what he asked us to do. That's what he, it's weird, right? Because God uses annoying people to make a point. The guy who knocks on somebody's door. How many of you want somebody to, how many of you want me to come by and knock on your house at midnight for a loaf of bread? I, have you got any invites? No, right? We don't, I don't want you to come to my house at midnight and knock on the door. And what's Jesus do? He says, he keeps knocking, and finally the guy gets out of his bed. You know, I picture in my head, he's shouting from, shouting from his bedroom, hey, go away, go away. Everybody's asleep here. And the guy just keeps pounding on the door, I need bread, it's midnight. And the guy finally gets up. And then the, 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 the parable that you read a little bit later, the woman just keeps insistently Persisting on the judge. And finally the judge gives in. So it's annoying. So God's telling you to take that attitude of annoying, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm reading in there in the parables. But he wants you to be what? Persistent. Keep praying. 
God's on his timetable. You keep praying. God has led you to pray, so you keep praying. Contentment and anticipation. He usually closed out that, the, the idea of, of what would you give somebody, what would you give your children? He talks about us being evil. That's us, right? We're sinners. If we know how to give good gifts, the one who is not evil, God is going to give you good gifts. Let me ask you this. Have you ever got a present for your birthday or Christmas that you were like a little disappointed in? You said thank you, you smiled, and you thought, I'll never, ever use that. I'll never, ever wear that. Right? You've gotten one of those gifts, right? You've gotten one of those gifts. When God gives you something, is God going to give you something you're not going to wear, you're not going to use? God is going to give you good stuff. So when we have that attitude, have that attitude of expectation that God is not going to shortchange you on a gift, that what God gives you is exactly what you needed. It is a good gift. It's that contentment that comes with it. That's the attitude that we ought to have. And an attitude of humbleness. Let me tell you this. When you stand before God, what does God owe you? Not a thing. Not a thing. We need to have that attitude of humbleness when we go to Him. Humbleness about who we are on this level and humbles them on, on this level too, of who we are. We are his child only because he made it possible. And we breathe the same air as the other people. God sent his son to die on the cross for me and for all of you and for all the people that you don't like, for all the people around the world that, that don't have the values that we have. He died for them too. That's an attitude of humbleness, an attitude of humbleness. Now, what in the world are we going to do with this? In other words, I just, we just talked about praying. We talked about what we're praying about, the content of how new God is, the idea of, of, of kingdom, His will. We talked about bread, what He's providing, everything. Talking about acknowledging that. We're talking about forgiveness of our sins and the people around us. And God leading us. Talked about the attitude in which we come with that persistence that we keep coming. We don't give up on praying. That we come with the idea that God is going to give to us good gifts. And we come with this attitude of humbleness. What am I going to ask you to do? Because what I want to happen on any given Sunday when we're here is we walk in in one condition and we walk out in a better condition. That's, that's what I want it to be. I want, us to, I want us to come into God's house and have the, the, the instruction, the tools, the teaching to go out there and live a life that's more glorifying to God today, tomorrow, than it is today. That's what we're asking for. And so, here's the simple question. I want you to think about it. It's a loaded question. It seems simple enough. But here's your action step. Have you prayed? Okay, this is simply it. The have you prayed? I want you to pray. I want you to consider how you're praying by looking back at Luke chapter 11. Ask those things. What attitude did you go into? Did you acknowledge who God was? Who He, who he is? Those are the kind of things that I want you to think about. And I really want you to ask this question of the person sitting next to you who made you mad this week.
okay? Or didn't make you mad this week. I want you to ask that question of your fellow Christians. When you come to church next week in the hallway and you say, hey, good morning, you can ask, have you prayed? Right? It's really what I want because we need to be about, if we want to see God change the world, it starts with you and I praying. And it starts with us praying the right content and the right attitude. Let's stand. And we're going we're gonna to sing. Adam's going to come and he's going to lead us in a song. This is invitation time. It's an invitation for you to, to, to come and confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and get baptized. Okay? We'll do that. Well, we can do it today. Okay? But we'll do it next week or whenever, you, whenever that works. Uh, we want it to be a testimony to your friends and family. It may be the day that you decide you want to join the church. We had membership day. Maybe you're not a member yet. You want to join the church. Uh, maybe the day that you just want to come and pray. God, I've not been praying right. Okay? I want to get it right. Help me get it right. You may want to come and pray for somebody else. This invitation is open for all of those things. Let's sing. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope, secured. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. My chains are gone, and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. My chains are gone, and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The earth shall soon dissolve like snow the sun forbear to shine but God who called me here below will be forever mine will be My chains are gone, and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, 
amazing grace. My chains are gone, and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace, unending love, amazing grace. All right, have a seat for a second. Josh, you want to come on down? Yep. All right. It was a pleasure and an honor to baptize you this morning. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm glad I could Number be here. six, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's your certificate of baptism. It's here. You can, you've got this. And uh, welcome him to the family today, guys. Okay. All right. Thank you. And you'd recommend baptism to others, right? Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay. Please do. So let's pray. And then we're going to pray for Josh. We're going to pray for all of you and for our church. Let's go. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for Josh, for this young man. And Father, just pray that, Lord, again, Father, we'd, we'd gather around him, Father, that you'd use him, Lord, in your kingdom, and Father, to, to do your will. And Father, help us, Lord, to seek out your will. Father, just for a moment to stop and think of who you are and who we are and that you loved us, Lord. What an amazing, amazing thing. Father, as we sing of that amazing grace, how true it is. Father, pray that you'd be with us as we go forth from this place. Let us be a light that shines in the darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's the readings for this week. There will be videos on Facebook for those. And visit with one another. And Rowan, you were perfect today, okay? Yes, give Rowan a hand. All right.